So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, and welcome to Love After Lockup. Ha ha, okay. I'm Miss H, and today Mr. O and I will be discussing the season one, episode seven of Love During Lockup. In this episode, Haley wishes Dalton would rot in prison. Indy and Harry finally get to see each other in real life. Gabby and Chris's sister, Essence, wait around on the wrong day for Chris's release. Ty and Boston have a yelling match. And Max defends his relationships to Alessa. If you like what you hear, please support us and give us a rating or send us constructive feedback. And if you watch 90 Day Fiance, check out our other podcast channel, 90 Day MK, Teachable Moments with Miss H and Mr. O. Thanks and enjoy. Hello, Miss H. Hello, Mr. O. How are things going with you? Good, because it is a Monday. We can actually record because it's President's Day and we technically don't have work. Technically, yeah, technically, technically. As though, but we're going to hang up and grade. So, you know, we have to. Oh, God, that's to exactly do. what I'm going to do. I'm also going to prep. Oh. oh, yeah. So much. It's it's funny. Yeah. The teacher days off are not always really days off. But any day I don't have to go in is 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 a good day. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's go ahead and get started with these couples. Um, Let's start off with Max and Tara, question mark. Ugh. We don't really know. Max and other so Max is actually meeting up with Alessa, which it's kind of unclear why. I thought he moved out, but she seemed to be expecting him back at home. And he wants to tell her that he canceled his real life date, his real life Tinder date, because Tara called. Alessa thinks that Max is crazy for wanting to book a flight to see Tara. She doesn't think Tara's real, and she wants to tag along just to see if this person is real. But Max thinks that's a terrible idea because... As he says, he's a man of secrets and sometimes lies. And he doesn't want to have to explain to Tara who the hell Alessa is to him. He hasn't told Tara about Alessa or his OnlyFans because he doesn't think other women would be into him having sex with other women, even if it is only for business or content purposes. Alessa then asks about the other inmate Bleep he was talking to. Alyssa does an internet search and finds that Bleep is on trial for murder. And Max defends her, saying she's innocent. And wild shit happens all the time in Vegas, so it's probably some weird misunderstanding. She'll be out soon. Alyssa is convinced that Max is somehow rebelling and has some kind of weird fetish, considering he grew up in a super conservative home. All right, so let's go back to his, uh, you know, keeping secrets from Tara. Why sure. do you think Max isn't more upfront with his OnlyFans situation? Because at some point he's going to have to tell them. And then it's like, why didn't you just like lead with that? Because then, you know, if they are not into it, you know that right away. You don't have to go down this path of like heartbreak. I, I mean, I think it's because he's trying to do that thing we see so often of people just putting stuff off hoping that they'll get the other person so enamored and so yeah. infatuated with them that they won't break it off. Whereas if you told them up front, they'd break it off, right? There are plenty of people, rightly or wrongly, who if if you led with, what do you do for money? It was, I do OnlyFans with my roommate. They'd be like, out, I'm done, later. Right. <laughs> right? They wouldn't even finish the date, right? Yeah, I was going to say that thinking is not wrong, especially because over in the 90 Day Fiance world, like – you know, people forgive really horrendous things when they think they're in love. And 
maybe they shouldn't, but I, I mean, you're, I think people are willing to risk that and they do, we do see that happen. It's just like, I don't understand like why you would, that's like a big deal. Very big deal. Like what you, I mean, I would say what you do for a living, that's, that's fine. But like the fact that you're like, I regularly sleep with someone else and I'm currently regularly sleeping with them. And whether or not like in his head, that distinction between I do it for business and do it for pleasure doesn't necessarily exist in a lot of people's heads. And it's like, I think for some people, they might be like, that's worse. Like, I don't know what you're (laughs) – so like sex is a business for you, which I mean, yeah, I definitely don't want to don't want to denigrate sex work. But I mean, you're going to run into people who who do have judgments of it and do don't yeah. understand. Right. That's that separation that he makes in his head of very specifically. Well, it's my job. Like it, just because I just because I'm a chef doesn't mean I don't like, you know, making a meal for somebody. That's a different, completely different thing. But yeah, it's definitely something that you should be upfront about like because you because you know it's going to be a deal breaker for so many people yeah he does seem just a little like delusional because you know we don't know who the actual inmate that he's talking to in vegas right that's the fitness model that's why i keep calling her bleep because she they just like bleep out her name but it's like i had kind of the same reaction as Alessa. They've been actually pretty good on the show about not really focusing on people who have horribly violent crimes. Now, yes. except for with the exception of Indian Harry, according to the reenactment Indy's uh, family did. Of course. I don't know. Yeah. So, okay. So according to basically Reddit, right? When you, and you know, take with Reddit and you have a thing, is they kind of have an idea of who Bleep might be, uh-huh. right? And it's a, I don't really use the name, but it's a former Playboy model okay. who, um, who Sugar Daddy's body was found in her trunk. Oh, oh God. <laughs> that actually is pretty good, like a good, mat, a good match, a good fit for this scenario. Yeah. It, it it definitely does sound plausible that that's yes. who it is, right? In terms of somebody that would get bleeped, that they were wanted for murder, and of course their story is um, her story and theirs because it's it was allegedly actually her boyfriend that that did that did the murder. Oh, um, is that they're both trying to blame her roommate and like oh the roommate must have done it and then stole my car and like drove it to the desert and left left it there like that's that that's the so I. Because I totally believe Max would be just so credulous about anything she said. He was right. like, well, actually, it was my roommate. And I'm just – he'd be like, oh, well, that makes sense. I can yeah. see that. You're, maybe you are just falsely being accused. Okay. Right. Sure. Oh, that's so weird. I just that, – that's really interesting because it's like what would the roommate's motivation be? It's not like the roommate's getting money in that situation. Yeah, it was it was a whole. I don't know who the who was giving money to who, and and the the, the, the guy had a thing. It's more complex than I wanted to look at, but yeah, it was. It, I mean, because basically, I mean, if you're the kind of person that murders someone else, right, and you <laughs> yeah. get and you're dead, you kind of caught with it. You're just gonna blame the most plausible person, right? That that yeah. would be your that would be your move is just be like it was them. They were there that night too. It must have been them. Them. We left. Totally. We weren't there. It was gone. Like, we were gone. 
yeah, I, Max making terrible life decisions. And it's like Alessa sees that he's making terrible life decisions. Why mm-hmm. would you want to hook your trailer to that? Yeah. Why is she so intent on on her? Did you, like at that point, wouldn't you be like, wait a second? I feel if like he picks me, there's something d- dramatically wrong with me. Yes, <laughs> because- there is something wrong with you because he's not making stable decisions. And then what's her deal with you know like oh I want to go see her in person? It's like Alessa has to know that that is oh that she knows crazy. There's there's no way. It's it's yeah it's. Yeah, definitely turning on the jealousy, mm-hmm. right? And 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 she has to know that any to anyone she goes to see is like, oh, he told me that you know it's a thing. Right? Even if you know about the OnlyFans, and this is the yeah. girl, this is my business partner, but when he comes to visit me, she wants to be there and she yeah. wants to see it. And I'm like, that doesn't sound like a business partner. No, that sounds it like someone who's who's protective and jealous of you. Like, yeah, wants to check you out. Yeah, she's not coming there with the business proposition of a threesome. I doubt it. Yeah, although they said they've done that, but it was with her friends and not his. So. Yeah, and not like romantic partners. Right, right. Just people, right, yeah. who are in, involved in the business. Mm-hmm. All right. So moving along, like I have Gabby and Chris and, you know, really Essence too. So Gabby and Chris's sister, who is Essence, they don't really want to be around each other anymore. They're kind of way too up in each other's business, but that's unfortunate because right now they're in close quarters getting ready at the same hotel sink at the same time. But then they get into the car with Gabby's stupid gigantic sunglasses and go to the prison to hopefully, fingers crossed, pick up Chris. They pull up to the entrance and the guard, they're a little nervous she's going to get turned around because she didn't like register the car or something stupid. It just wasn't enough planning ahead. But they let them into the parking lot and it's time for the waiting, which is – and you know, we we know it's going to be a long time waiting when we start seeing the time at the bottom of the screen. So they tell us repeatedly that they got there at 7, but we see the time at 9, then at 10.30 when Gabby sticks her head out of the window, then at 11 when they briefly get out of the car – and then at 11.45, when a CO comes to ask, like, who are you what here are you to pick doing up? doing here? <laughs> <laughs> and um, also ask them to turn off the cameras. But the audio stays on. And he says, I just found out that you guys were out here. And that individual is not leaving today. <laughs> so now they're all upset. They don't know what to do. So they just kind of drive around and call Chris's mom, Felicia, to give her what little information they have. She thinks that it's all about the feds. Are they going to pick them up? Are they not going to pick them up? Because if they're going to do something, they sure as hell are not going to tell you anything about it. But the plan is they're going to, I guess, pull over at a truck stop, start driving home. I'm not sure. But while they do that, Felicia's going to call and see if she can find anything out. So I guess they start on their way back to New York. But then Felicia calls back and says she found out that he's supposed to be getting released tomorrow, not today, and no later than 9 o'clock a.m. So they pull over and try to figure out what to do and they decide you know what i think we'll go back because i don't want to drive all the way to new york and come back and luck so we're going to stay one more night up in i don't know wherever it was was in new york all right so what do you think the a what do you think the chances are he actually gets out tomorrow and b whose fault is it that they had the wrong day I don't know whose fault it is that they had the wrong day because it. I think it really depends on what actually happened. Were they actually told that day or was Essence just so high that she like got the day wrong? I don't know. But, you know, so depending on that piece of information, it's kind of like, well, maybe tomorrow isn't the day because if they were told the same way that it was the first day 
and yeah. they were told it was going to be this next day, then yeah, I don't, I don't see that happening either. Right. Especially because the CO was just like, he was just like, not today. And I feel like if he knew it was tomorrow, he'd be like, oh, you guys have the wrong day. It's tomorrow. Yeah. Right. Instead of just being like, that individual is not getting released today. Period. End of sentence. Done. Right. But I don't even know. Or how is his mom finding out? Is Chris telling her this or is it some kind of, I don't know, emergency contact notification situation? Yeah, I assume she called an actual the actual prison. But right, if she got in touch with Chris, he might not know any better than anybody else. And he's just right. out there being like, well, they told me tomorrow. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess tomorrow it is. They told me. So, yeah, that's a good question. I have no idea um, yeah. how she found out or what she found out from. But that's I feel like something that you need to include in your um, assessment of when you would you say that. Like, here's what I found out from. uh that uh, right yeah because you have to go back because when they go back and the co is again who are you here for they can be like hey we talked to xyz and they told us he was getting out today right oh, that's very karen of you but yes <laughs> yeah um okay i can't remember why essence and gabby aren't getting along because she said at the very beginning of her clip she's like and we don't get along and i'm like wait did something happen i thought they were cool kind of no they were not really cool as soon as as soon as essence was basically like yeah i just think you're married for i'm just thinking it's for the money and i don't even think you like him that much oh like she was very much out oh they just care about money this family doesn't trust me blah 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 it's like ugh. well she's not horribly right or wrong (laughs) I mean, it's just one of those things that I understand that you might not feel like it's about the money, but you also have to kind of think from somebody else's perspective, like just put yourself in somebody else's shoes. Oh, she is incapable And she is inca- of incapable of doing that. No, it she... Just, she couldn't put herself in the lawyer's shoes who was like, I can't give you money that my client hasn't signed up for. And yeah. she's like, this is ridiculous. I can't believe it. Like she's just incapable of putting herself in somebody else's shoes. So she just has that brain disease where she just thinks whatever she knows and thinks, everyone else also knows and thinks. And so if they express anything different from that, they're being disingenuous. Right. And they're being liars. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of liars, let's talk about Ty and Hottie. So Ty is planning on being the judge and executioner, but she feels like Hottie is avoiding her. He cancels their video chat date, but promptly calls her instead, making up some excuse of why he couldn't see her in person. Well, in person, quotes. Ty calls him out for his lies and tells him to come clean. He tries to sweet talk her and say that Boston is no one. After his persistence, she kind of seems to soften and tells him to tell her that it's only her and that he loves her. She makes him promise that there isn't anything more with Boston or anyone else, and he says all the right things to satisfy her. Well, for now. Ty isn't sure she's ready to completely forget the situation, and she wants to know if Boston can tell her anything that she doesn't already know. Okay, so then during the commercial break, we get a little too much information on Ty's vibrator. Listen, I have my I have my daughter in the room with me when this came oh, on. No. So I was just like, nope, fast forwarding this. Oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to watch this part. Wow. 
Wow, you let your daughter watch Love After Lockup with She's you? not That's... paying attention. Oh, I was going to say that seems. But enough that I like. I definitely don't want those some of that some of that stuff floating out there. Like she's doing something completely different. She's got headphones in and everything. But I'm still like, no, this is too much. Oh God. Well, I don't know. Maybe your daughter would pick up that it was what she was really talking about, or not, because she like almost gave it a code name. Like she kept on saying like, oh my my date with alberto you know and then it's like yeah but then she said but then she did explicitly say as soon as she said explicitly alberto is my vibrator i was like no (laughs) (laughs) fast forward uh she's saying that all the inmates should be jealous of alberto because she has a standing date with him every friday so ty is meeting up with boston and brings her friend tamika to help her stay calm with her as she refers to woman to woman meeting Boston is bringing her friend Liv to help defend her. We then get clips of Hottie talking to both Boston and Ty, telling both of them that he loves them and that they're his number one. Boston is already drinking some beers as Ty rolls up hot and denies the beer Boston offers her. The conversation isn't really going anywhere because they're just like cutting each other off and not really answering any of the questions being thrown out there. So it's a little hard to follow. But in the end, Ty is pissed because Boston is wearing a sweatshirt that Hottie was selling online and she had wanted one. But Hottie told her uh, he would send one to her, but it wasn't available. So now Ty's wondering how Boston got one. Boston asks who Ty is because Boston doesn't know. And Ty refuses to answer and says she'll give her one more chance, which then escalates this conversation again because Ty feels disrespected. Ty calls her a dodo bird for sticking around for so long. And then after that comment, drinks are thrown as they try to grab at each other over the table. All right. So to me, it just seems that Ty will say calmly when Boston is not there that she really just wants to get the bot to the bottom of this. Right. But then when Boston is there, it's like she is incapable of like holding in any kind of contempt and anger. So she's not even allowing Boston to really tell her anything Without her being defensive and like just cutting her off. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. Like she wants to get to the bottom of it so long as the bottom of it is I'm making everything up and I don't actually know Hottie. Like if her answer is anything besides that, then she doesn't want to get to the bottom of it anymore. She just wants to be pissed at her. Right. So that was my question. Do you think Ty would even believe Boston even if Boston was actually telling her the truth, which I thought was really interesting that they showed us those clips of Hottie having yeah. conversations with both of them, because it sounds like Boston is telling the truth. And so it's like, well, she Ty just wants to believe what she wants to believe. So why do you think Ty's even trying to meet with her? If Boston tells her the truth, why is she even going to is she even going to believe that? I, I, I don't know. It, it, it doesn't help that Boston's stance is pretty much I'm just going to go and antagonize this woman like I'm going to wear I'm going to wear his sweatshirt and I'm going to be like oh you like it you like the sweatshirt Mm -hmm. huh it's pretty nice huh I like it right she's going to do that kind of stuff just to piss her off like she's not going to get to the bottom of anything or or actually find anything out either she's just going to piss Ty off like that's all she wants she just wants to make this make this make this bitch that's crazy and 
that's the end of the story, right? And so they just are doing this thing where they just are sniping at each other mm-hmm. when it's been pretty obvious to me this entire time that Hottie is playing both of them. Yeah, I know, <laughs> like, right? And it's funny because when they did that three-way call, it's like, Ty, oh my gosh, keep it together. You're never going to get answers if you keep talking over someone, right? Yes. And so even the answers Hottie was giving, it really could have been directed to either one of them. He's like, no, I love you. You're my number one. It's like, oh, she ain't nothing. She ain't nothing. Yeah. <laughs> you're on three-way. Who are you talk- Who are you directing these comments to exactly? <laughs> Right, right. It just it, she just she seems seems in, incapable of imagining that that Boston might be telling the truth, and yeah. she's just here. And so whenever she comes in, and she's like, "Oh, I want you to tell me what's going on." Unless that answer is, "I was lying," she's like, "I don't want to hear it." That's so you know what I'm saying. So it's just like every time she tells the truth, which as we've seen it, she pretty much is. Yeah. Um, it's it, her reaction is just like, "That's a lie. Why are you lying to me? Why are you lying to me?" Or like to fit her narrative as well, like, well, Hottie's lying to you because right. he's trying to get money from you and not from me. So it's kind of like, you know, I don't know if she's going to believe anything. So what is the point of meeting with this woman? Right. And you know what else I didn't get what the point was? Is why did they both bring their friends? Yeah, if their friends are gonna dip out, yeah, <laughs> they're like, let's take a walk. It's like, <laughs> all right, weren't you there? I, I mean, I thought at first it was like protection, so this will be yeah. like a group fight. I don't know. I mean, it seems to me we're almost at the point where these are like their seconds in a duel, right? We're gonna yeah. send these two ladies in because <laughs> they can talk calmly to each other and they'll explain each side of the situation right. and come back, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't understand why they brought the friends either. The friends were just like, well, we should take a walk and let them talk. It's like, do you really think these ladies are going to talk? As soon as they started getting chippy, they're like, well, maybe it would be better if we weren't here. And I was like, you're literally there so things won't get chippy. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm so confused. Wow. Yeah. And I wonder if they go off and they'll be like, oh, yeah, my friend's nuts. And be like, oh, yeah, my friend's totally nuts, too. I just I came to support her because I love her. But man, who boy. And get free food <laughs> and beer after this is all done. That's true. That's true. I don't know. And then she like flicked her with water like she was a cat or something. Like, get out of here. <laughs> well, I thought it was interesting that they had three cups of things, right? They had something that was very beer colored. They had a okay. cup of water and then something that was like almost like a rosé color. But both um, Liv and Boston, because they were there first, had three cups in front of them. And I was like, what's going on here? Is this some kind of like weird beer tasting or something? And then uh, Boston like immediately like was like, oh, it's like, oh, it looks like you need a beer. Here, have a beer. Just like calm down. And I would say out of the two of them in this particular instance, Boston definitely came off as more cool and calm about the situation. Ty came off more hot-headed. Oh, yeah, Even yeah. though Boston, I think she just has this air of, well, I have the upper hand because I've been with him longer. And so, yes, yes, you're right. I do think she does her part to try and antagonize Ty, but more of a low-key, you know, oh, like. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it's a, it's, which I think is funny because they don't know each other. Mm-hmm. It's a very strong, like, sibling vibe. Like mm-hmm. when siblings fight and you got the one sibling that just pokes their buttons and pokes yeah. their buttons. And, but then, and then the one that's getting their buttons poked just explodes at them. And they're the ones that get yelled at because you're yes. like, well, stop fighting with your sister. And they were like, she knows how to push my buttons. 
Like, she's doing it on purpose. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. These two. I, I think, like, they just need to work it out over email. <laughs> Yes, like. they need to. They need to communicate in a way where they can like, and that email is a good way to do it. Yes, honestly, because they can't just, talk over each other. They can't physically be like you know beating on each other. They have space to say what they want to say to the other person, you know, without mm-hmm. getting interrupted. Um, I really think like this is an email argument. <laughs> yes, and they, well, you have space to say to like rethink it and tweak what you yeah. said and be like, well, that's not really what I mean. I mean something more like this, and it's not just the first thing that comes to your head when you're super emotional, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe an email where you hit send and it delays for like a half hour before it actually sends. So right. Like, oh no! Wait. No. I don't <laughs> think those two hotheads can wait. You know, but I'm. But I think no. like also a lot of what they have to say is very reactionary, right? And so it's yes. like if they don't have that other person's reaction well, to kind of feed well, on. I mean, so much of what they say has nothing to do with hottie and it has everything to do with I don't like I don't like your tone with me. Yeah. I don't like how you're, you're talking to me. Disrespecting me. Well, yeah, I don't want I'm gonna give you one, and then somebody me. said, "I'm gonna give you one more chance." It's like me, one more? Oh no, 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 no! No, I'm the one who gives you one more chance. You're not right. the one who gives me one more chance. And it just it has nothing to do with with the situation at hand at all. It has everything to do with the fact that they just don't like each other yeah. and antagonize each other. Yeah, and I feel like an email would solve that, right? Because it's like, where right. you're gonna really just randomly in the middle be like, "I'm disrespecting yeah. you now." Insert disrespect <laughs> here. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It looks like you're trying to compose an email of disrespect. <laughs> Would you like help with that? Yeah. Oh, all right. So last up for me is Indy and Harry. So Indy and Yolanda are still driving around Cleveland trying to figure out where Harry is, somewhere between the prison and the halfway house. We're reminded, you know, what we saw last week, that because of COVID restrictions, Indy can't visit Harry at the halfway house, uh, which she's just finding out at this very moment. But we also, but we found out last episode. So they pull over and Indy starts to have this weird like panic attack in the passenger seat while Yolanda just like plays on her phone looking annoyed. Like, I've been through this before. Mm-hmm. So eventually Harry calls though and he's like, where are you? Because I've been out front this whole time. I don't know what he's been out front of. Yeah, I know, right? The halfway house, the prison. I don't know if it's the halfway house or the prison. I don't know. He's out front. But anyway, they seem to figure out where it is and they turn back around and they end up going to the halfway house so they can drop off his stuff and at least like maybe see him and get a wave in, even though she missed the opportunity to give him a hug. Because when they get there, they're like, the guard said I would have been able to hug you. By the way, the most important thing is that he gets his clothes and especially his ring because she thinks that it will fool the staff into thinking they're married, which might get her some visits eventually. Somehow it's a plan. Mm. It's not a well thought out plan, but it's there. So they come back out a little bit later. No cameras are allowed inside. And inside the center, she did actually get to see him live and in person, but it was apparently through a couple of windows. Um, So they didn't couldn't hear each other but she saw him got his stuff he got his stuff and he put his ring on so they found out that his passes will only be to go to work and he'll be monitored to and from work so they can't do that john and christiana thing where she got in trouble because they like went out to dinner went out to lunch on the way to work Uh, oh yeah by the way give me a job application sure right (laughs) um anyway so yolanda thinks that the move now is to go back to maryland because there's no point in being ohio if she can't get in to see him then Harry's sister Lydia calls and they arrange a meeting with Harry's whole family and her whole family. So back at the motel, she breaks the news to Nakoa that she's not going to be able to go see Harry and they're going back to Maryland. 
She tells the rest of the family that she's concerned about wedding planning now. And now also it's time to meet his family. So they're packing the U-Haul back up, which I'm not sure why they ever unpacked the U-Haul. <laughs> and Harry's mom, Elisa, and her sisters, Lydia and Carla, pop by. Elisa thinks that Andy is crazy and is really just playing house. But while they're all there, Harry FaceTimes, so they all get to see him, including Nakoa, who tries to take the phone and run off. So um, Indy tells us that she does agree with the plan and she's going to head back to Maryland so she can actually, you know, plan something. <laughs> you know, a rushed plan, but a plan this well, time. Well, she also needs to consult with her psychic. Oh, yes. We need to talk to an iris as well. Yes, <laughs> yeah. we will see that next time. So she tells Yolanda because that um, – you know, Eloisa thinks – Eloisa now talking. The moms are talking and they say, I think they're kind of rushing into things. And they're like, yup. <laughs> so Carla's advice is to slow down because if you do everything all at once, you're going to get bored and things are just going to fall apart after that. But Andy doesn't want to hear it because connecting with someone in prison is a is much deeper than it is connecting with someone on the outside. So before long, her brother John steps up and is just kind of like, well, time to hit the road <laughs> before we lose our daylight. <laughs> Um, so then they start to go and Harry's family has a side conversation about how they're pretty super concerned how fast this is moving. Like not even to the point, like especially they seemed especially bothered by Nakoa being like, hey, Papa Daddy and blowing him kisses and everything Ugh. like that. Yeah. Ugh, right. All right. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, what what changes now um, that Harry is in a different place. I just kind of feel like, did we watch this whole season and we're literally exactly where we started at the beginning? Yeah, except for instead of prison, he's at a halfway house. And I don't know. It just seems like maybe there's more space to kind of bend the rules a little bit if you're in a halfway house. So I think for Indy, there's more hope there. Like even the Mm -hmm. whole like, oh, you could have like given me a hug like for a second. It's like, well, that's better than if you're in prison. There'd be no chance of like a, you know, a chance encounter like in prison where you're just like, oh, I just happened to run into you. Oh, like the guard will let you just say hi real quick. You know, there's that's not happening in prison. Yeah, yeah. And it, I mean, it seems like he said the three phone calls a day or whatever, but I mean, it seems like he has his phone. I mean, he FaceTimed everybody. Yeah. So that maybe that's a little bit better. But yeah, just I mean, we're going to see them. We know we're going to see them again next season, right? Yes. When love after lockup starts again. Yeah. Um. So it, but can that make sense? Because it definitely feels like it just feels like we did one really big circle for this whole yeah. season. We're like, oh, yeah. look at this. Now he's in a halfway house in Ohio and she's in Maryland. And yeah. Aniris is still telling us what to do. <laughs> yeah, that's part of like why I have mixed feelings about them being on like uh, Love After Lockup. Because it's just like, I don't feel that compelled by their story anymore, right? And part no. of it is because it did get kind of old. Like what makes this situation kind of unique is just basically how kooky Indy is, right? Yes. Her, right. you know, following everything, basically running her life based on what her psychic says, her whole idea of a spiritual husband. It's like, but other than that, it's like, whatever. It's, there's nothing mm-hmm. super interesting about their storyline, I don't think. Although that said, I did like Harry's mom being like, maybe my son should be a psychiatrist because he gets all the crazy ones. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, Indy's family, they're a good-looking family. Like, Oh, I, yeah, sure. I'd be around to see if John was in it more often. But, you know, it's like other than that, it's like, <laughs> eh. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, it, it, right. It, it is primarily her kookiness. And mm. and Yolanda's pretty fun with her uh, oh, yeah. no bullshit thing. I, just, oh, yeah. I mean, I really I really did love how like Indy was having this huge, big panic attack. And she was just on her phone being like, you done yet? <laughs> Looking through. She's like, dramatic much? Let's move on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah, I do like her family. So, but I mean, but their actual couple story. I mean, we haven't seen much of Harry either. So who knows? Maybe he's his own brand of kookiness. Because it's like, who, who would actually, as a partner, agree to the idea of like, yeah, we're spiritually married, unless you weren't. And you've got a sense that your partner is also like that into it, right? You, so it's kind of like sure. you also have to be your own version of crazy to kind of go along with the crazy. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's part of it. I guess part of it is that I feel like their couple story is a couple story. You know, unlike we had Santiba and Talsi yeah. who weren't in it this week, um, where that was an individual story and ended mm-hmm. up being like not a couple story at all, right? Yeah, we did barely saw Talsi. We didn't even we saw a couple pictures of him. We never yeah. saw him in real life, and like, and that's pretty much what we have. That's what the season is. There's yeah. only, I mean, is it is it just the one? And now we've seen uh, like Harry at least on the video chat, and we've seen Dalton of Haley and Dalton, but everybody else we haven't. Oh, Tulsi actually, um, they he called a couple times. He called, yes, yeah. he did call a couple times. He did yeah. call a couple times. Whereas, yeah, this was, but even was so we've seen Harry, but we've only seen him be like. Hey, hi. Yeah, like, right. And a, and a couple of calls where it's like, don't worry about your family, baby. I'm all you need. Like, and so he's he's kind of a blank slate. He's also kind of younger than her, and it'll. It, I think maybe the more compelling potential story there is because since he's younger, he could be like all these other inmates, uh, you know, that we've seen that like are like, yeah, freedom! And like just want to go out and party and like... Right, right. And know. especially we've seen the ones who were like, yes, I'm totally, I just want to get out and be part of a family. And they're yeah. like, hmm, that's boring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so last up we have is Dalton Haley. Uh, so Haley's feeling conned because Dalton has asked for money in the exact same amount as his ex's court fees. And that's just having her suspicious. On an empty stomach of just Oreos and a handful of goldfish, she rushes to the prison in hopes of being able to get her questions answered with a same-day visit. Dalton hasn't talked to Haley in a week because she's mad at him. But he seems to be confused why. In an interview, the producer asks him if he keeps in touch with any of his exes, and he just refuses to answer that or answer if he's been keeping any secrets. Haley goes into the prison by herself since there are no cameras allowed. She comes back shortly saying they don't do same-day visits, and she's hoping that Dalton got the message and he'll actually call her. Dalton has written something for her professing his love, and so he calls her almost immediately after uh, Haley leaves and says what his whatever words are. But Haley isn't falling for any of it. She thinks that he's just really good at words. He should be a politician. He could probably be president. But Haley says she's uh, tells him that she's the only one contributing and she signs over her checks to him. He says that dating someone in jail, you have to expect to pay money. She asks him if he's asked her for money for his ex and he denies it. And Haley tells him that she simply doesn't believe him. 
Haley says he belongs in prison and that she doesn't love him. Dalton says that's rude. And Haley says she's done and he hangs up. Haley flips off the prison, hoping that Dalton can see her. Dalton says he still loves Haley in an interview and just says that this is a test of love and he's going to fight for her. All right. So Haley, you know, didn't really believe him. I mean, he didn't really have a side of a story other than saying like, nope, that didn't happen. Trust me. You don't trust me. You don't trust me. Right. So do you think that Haley's mind is set or do you think that Dalton can fight for her and talk his way out of this situation? I mean, I hope it's set. Um, It sounded pretty set this time. Mm -hmm. Um, But we've seen over and over again how quickly that that goes away, which is always weird to me because I believe people when they say things. Yes, and so, I do too. I'll never <laughs> talk to you again. This is yes. over for good. Like all those things, I'm like, yes, good. And then it's like 10 seconds later, we're engaged. It's like, what? How did this what happen? What happened to not talking to him anymore? <laughs> like, and I, but my part, part of me is on the guy thing. Like, I think it's super gross. Like the way he ended it was like, well, I just think this is a really big test for our love and I'm going to keep fighting for her. And I'm like, no. That is she not what she that. said. Yeah. She doesn't want that. Like she's told you to we're done. That is not a test of love. That means it's done. But there's like a 50% chance if he if he keeps fighting for her, she's going to be back. Yeah. And so it's like I don't I don't get it at all. I don't get like just being like you are not listening to my wishes. Get out of here. I told you I don't love you anymore. And I guess I don't understand people who say those kind of things when they don't mean it. Yeah. Right. That that I don't love you anymore is a very big bomb to drop that should not be dropped unless you're sure about that. Right. Yeah. And so maybe like that's the reason why they think that they can, you know, sweet talk their way back, because it's like, you know, sometimes things are said emotionally. Right. In the heat of the moment. And that's definitely Haley was livid when she's having this conversation. She even said her throat hurt from yelling at him so much. So it's very clear that she was like, I don't love you anymore. It was just her being upset. So. I can also see like that not sticking specifically, but she seemed plenty angry over the money. And I think if it was just her, I think he wouldn't have as hard of a battle to fight. But I think the fact that it includes her child, that has fired her up and made her realize like, hey, I have not been a good mom. You know, and I've made really poor decisions that affect my child. So it's no longer just about me. It's about my kid. And so that's the only thing that kind of makes me feel like she's not going to go back on it because she's not going to risk that after, you know, what she's kind of put her finances through. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that she was definitely in a different place than most of these people when they find mm-hmm. out stuff like that because we talked about it last time she was very willing to believe that yes. lawyer when he said that thing right. right she was already kind of already suspicious about what's going on i'm not sure like and a lot of it was trying to convince herself that he was this mm-hmm. amazing guy it was kind of like i i shouldn't be doing this but at the end of the day he's so amazing we're going to be together forever that's going to be better for my son than you know, then 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 whatever I would buy him or whatever would have him. And it's like if he's just giving that money to other people and doesn't isn't all in and totally invested in you, then no, now it's not. A, now that trade that trade off doesn't make sense anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely. It, it just I, 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 oh, I 
don't like him so much. Because the other thing, too, is she's also – and maybe it's me because I know I've definitely had issues with – and I had issues like this when I played football. Like I remember everybody used to watch like you know Ray Lewis's lock, locker room speech. I'm from mm-hmm. Baltimore, right? And he would save his stuff and get really intense and really yelly and I'd watch the whole speech and be like – but I don't understand what any of that means. Those were just <laughs> words that didn't make sense put together. How is that supposed to motivate me? Yeah. Whereas you're supposed to be getting the vibe. And I feel like he was the same way because I literally oh, yeah. wrote down what he said to her. Mm-hmm. Right. It was you complete me. You're the missing link of the puzzle. I can't imagine my life without you. And then I don't really want any fights or stupid drama. I just want you and me for eternity. So it was like, I like you. So let's just move on from this and not fight about it. Pretty like, much. <laughs> like and like and she's like he's a politician he could be president he's so good with words and I was like is that good with words well because I, I hear that and I'm like you didn't actually say anything buddy no but I don't think politicians sometimes they don't really say a whole lot either that's true it's too it's really just yeah. about being like a good hype man you know yeah. and like can you say the right thing so I mean she's not wrong yeah give off the right vibe but it's mm-hmm. like yes I just it it I'm very confused by it always have been my whole life people were like wow I'm really inspired by that speech and I was like were you because I don't feel like they said anything in that speech well it makes sense like uh they did some kind of research study on uh people like intelligence level versus like um uh inspired by random quotes and ones that they kind of had randomly generated that weren't necessarily supposed to make any sense like people with lower intelligence yes Yeah, we're uh, like, oh, that was like a profound quote. It's just like, it was nonsense. It was generated by a computer. <laughs> oh, I believe that. I definitely yeah. believe that. Yeah. All right. So uh, out of the group we saw this week, we did not see Santiba and Talzi. I don't know if we're going to see them again. We kind of, I, maybe we'll get an update. Oh, probably yeah. not because there's only one episode left. I completely forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, so, next yeah. next next week's the season finale. So yeah, so I, don't I mean, think I could see us them. getting a one thing, a yeah. title card, maybe something like that. Right, right. But yeah, because like quite honestly, and I'm sure he didn't sign up for the show, but I want to see his girl. Oh yeah, yeah. I want to see the one he's engaged to. Sure, yeah, I do. Uh, but I don't know if that's going to happen. High hopes. Right. High hopes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so who is your student of the week? I'm with Haley. I did Just, too. We always go. We always. I feel like every time in either of these podcasts, mm-hmm. whenever when somebody makes a definitive like, "I'm done with you. We're broken yes. up." We're like, "Yes, them. Give them. Especially give them the awards." Especially if it was the right decision in. And most of the time it is because if they're broken up, it's usually because well, something went horrifically wrong. Yes. So right. yeah. And just telling him off, not falling for his bullshit. Like, yeah, good for you, right. Haley. Yep, yep. All right. What about your dunce? Uh, I went with Max. Okay. Um, Just because we saw Max do two things, lie about sleeping with somebody else okay. and making excuses for somebody on trial for murder. Oh, like, my God. Those <laughs> are pretty true. bad things. <laughs> oh, God. That is so true. <laughs> I went with Ty. It's like, oh, my gosh. Like... How can you be this stubborn? Because at this point, it's like she just wants to win. I don't yes. think she cares yes. about the prize. She cares about the opponent like and who she's winning against. But it's mm-hmm. like, what? Why? Like, why oh, yeah, is this yeah, totally, a thing? Totally. A, a reasonable person, mm-hmm. right, would look at the situation and be like, wow, Hottie is a piece of shit and I'm breaking up with him. Yeah. Right? 
But yeah. she doesn't think that. She does, doesn't matter what Hottie is. You're right. Yeah. It's not She's about the prize. Win. It's not about winning Heidi. It's about like, no, no, no. This bitch has to lose. Yes. I yes. must. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it. Because I mean, okay. So yeah. All right. So in your mind, you're like, oh, he's just scamming the other person. Right. But so, it's kind of like, yeah, but you're dating a guy who's scamming <laughs> another person. Like, is yeah. that what you want? I don't know. It just seems like an odd prize. Yeah. So related, my life's lesson is also directed at Ty. Um, so that's kind of like if you want to get to the bottom of something, you have to let other people finish their sentences. Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. She did I don't not they teach, do that. I don't know if they teach that in interrogation school for like the FBI or anything. But like <laughs> rule number one is let them finish talking. <laughs> don't interrupt them oh in the middle. Oh, my gosh. You know, I think some people just have that personality. Like my mom is like that. I've noticed this with my mom. She'll ask me like she it's almost like an interrogation. But it's like I am halfway answering her question before she's already asking me another question. And I'm like, are you even listening to my answers? I feel like she needs to do that. She needs to do that interrogator thing. She needs to get the FBI thing. Get out a notebook, take notes, write down the questions that you're thinking of instead of just interrupting them. Yeah. I'm just like, all right, mom. I just, okay. At that point, I'm like, well, I guess it doesn't really matter what I say to her because she doesn't care. She's on to the next question. I think she's more interested in her asking the questions than she is actually getting answers. Totally met a few people like that. Yeah. But I feel time might be like that too. You know, it's like she just wants to ask those questions, but I don't know if she really cares about the answers. Yeah. No, that's fair. What's your life lesson? Uh, My life lesson is directed towards Max. Being a man of secrets or a man of lies just has no place in a relationship. Okay, yeah. You want to be uncommitted? Yeah, when you you say you're a man of secrets, that makes it sound like, are you a spy? Yeah. Like, that's the only type of man of secrets that that seems like it would make sense right now. Right, but if you want to be uncommitted, you don't have to be a man of anything. You're not doing anything to hurt anyone else. So it's like, if you really feel like you're a man of secrets and a man of lies, then just don't be in a relationship. Yeah. It's yeah. I, it, that's that's the part I don't get about him is why he's so gung ho about being in a relationship when it seems like he's the kind of guy who just wants to sleep around and have fun. Like, so yeah. I get it. Yeah. It's very weird. All right. So uh, exciting times next week. Uh, season finale. Yep. Yeah. And then uh, is it the week after that we start immediately on Love it After Love? It might be. It might be because they said starting in March and that would that would be March. Yeah, yeah, because, uh, yeah, we saw a bit of the trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they showed us some, some new things like we have. We we got mostly new couples and then moving on from this. Like, I do I do kind of get the impression the more we go into that, that these are the people, they filmed a bunch of people and then took the ones where it was like, oh, the guy never, they never got out. Yeah. We'll just make that, we'll just make that at this love during lockup. Right, right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, because a lot of them were supposed to be getting out, like this whole Chris thing. It's like, uh, Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And Dalton even. They thought mm-hmm. maybe he would be getting out. Well, they or they bro- that's what uh, Dalton in the case, they broke up before they got, before he got out. Like, Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of these, it was interesting because love during lockup. It, yeah, you're right. Like, uh, Talsey got out. You know, it's like all of these, it looked like they were going to get out fairly soon. It's not like... I think Hottie is the only situation where it's like, God knows how long he's going to be in there for. Yeah, that's true. 
That's true. Which is funny because that gave that's one the one with the most like actual real world drama that we have, and he's yeah. the one who was ever getting out. Well, I think they chose Ty specifically because it's like, well, if Hottie doesn't get out, one of her other dudes might get out. She has like oh, how true. many of them. <laughs> right. <laughs> her Pretty whole, high her odds old, there. Yeah, whole whole vision board of of all the guys in prison, sure. Right. One of them's bound to be getting out sometime soon. All, All right, right, so we'll be back for then, and then we'll cover our, oh, yeah, our power rankings next week. So oh, yeah. that'll be fun. I don't remember to do that. All right, so we'll see you all <laughs> next week then. All right, next week. Bye. Okay, bye. Good.